All right, Ute Nation, welcome to episode four of the Ute Edits podcast. I'm your host, Ute Edits. Uh, today, we've got a great episode ahead of us today. We are so close to the University of Utah, Florida game. Um, this is going to be a fantastic you know, way to kick off the season uh, for both the Utes and the Gators. Um, it's definitely going to be a highly uh, exciting matchup. Um, and today I've got a special guest with me on today's episode. I've got Wesley, also known as Florida Gator Logo from Instagram. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? Good, man. Good. So I had a couple questions uh, with you uh, for you to uh, kind of guest starring this episode. Um, like I said, you know, the Utes are kicking off this season against a really big SEC opponent. And we had our taste of the Gators last year. Um I kind of want to walk through your thoughts on what you're feeling with the um, upcoming game against Utah. Um, obviously, this is the first time in program history that the uh, Gators will visit Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, Rice Cycles is known for its crowd noise as well as Salt Lake City's high altitude. Uh, what are some of your thoughts about the team having such a major road test to start the season? Um, you know, I, I think it is a, a difficult test to start the season, you know. Um, typically, uh, Florida starts with a cupcake. Um, I know last year was Utah, but just overall history-wise, you know, it's a, usually a cupcake. You know, you can get your starters, you know, the uh, feet wet and all that. But uh, it's going to be difficult. The al- altitude will be, you know, a test for this team. You know, Florida's defensive line is one of the biggest in the SEC, if not the biggest. So um, I think we'll see a lot of rotation between those guys. Um, but the crowd noise, you know, I think, you know, that place will be rocking. I, you know, I, I watch a lot of Pac-12 games, a lot, a lot of Utah games, you know, staying up late here on the East, East Coast. But, you know, that place will be rocking. You know, I think Florida will be ready for it, though. I, I don't think it will be too intimidating. You know, I, you know they went to uh, Neyland last year with Tennessee, 100,000. Um, they go into Death Valley every other year. Um, I do think it will be a little, you know, we'll see what with Graham Mertz. His first start um, with Florida, 32 starts overall. You know, he's played at the uh, at Ohio State, Michigan. Um, but it's a young team overall, too. So it will be interest, interesting to see in year two with this coaching staff. You know, you guys got a very veteran coaching staff that's um, that will be key in this game. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and you mentioned Graham Mertz uh, coming in as quarterback uh, this season. Um for the fans who don't know, uh, back on August 11th, uh, Graham Mertz was named the starting quarterback for the Gators. Mm-hmm. Um, Wesley, how are you feeling about, you know, having him as first string? Um, are there any concerns on how he'll do come week one? Um, I think there's um, always a little bit of concerns come uh, with the new quarterback, even though he does have a lot of experience. But that is outside the Big Ten. I mean, outside the SEC, my bad. Um, he's coming from the Big Ten. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, I think we have a better wide receiving core. We'll see how the offensive line goes. Um, I, You know, overall, when we first got him, I was a little bit um, sketched out getting him. You know, as the season's nearing, I've gotten a little bit, you know, he's, he's going to be good. He's going to be solid. I don't think he's going to be bad for us. I think he'll be solid, not great. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Especially, but, you know, again, the crowd will be rocking. It'll be interesting to see how um, it affects him, you know, his first game um, on the road, um, new receivers, new offensive line, 
Um, the offense will probably tweaks a little bit from last year with, you know, Anthony Richardson, you know, dual threat quarterback and run the ball. You know, Mertz is more of a pocket passer. Probably see a lot more play action pass, a little bit uh, two back sets with Montrell Johnson and ETN. Um, but, um, you know, I, I'm not too worried, but it is a little worry, worrisome to start on the road in a tough environment with uh, some new pieces offensively. Yeah, you know, you guys have got a very uh, different offense coming into um, the season. And I know that Kyle Whittingham and the Utes are really taking note of that because um, your guys' coaching staff is remain has remained the same. Uh, they're still talented, very, uh, you know, hardworking group of guys um, who definitely have a, you know, have a great chance of putting their team in a uh, in the best position to win a game, um, and that's what I'm kind of looking forward to to seeing with the Gators is seeing how they you know handle you know this trip to Salt Lake City because um, this is something that the Gators have never done. This is their first time actually coming mm-hmm. to the state of Utah. So um, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see what you know Graham Mertz is all about, and I think a lot of Utah fans are excited to see um, what he can do um, offensively. Um, I did mention before in a previous episode of this podcast that Utah is 13 and one in the Kyle Whittingham era when starting the season on a weekday. Mm. Uh, what are some what are, what are some things that Florida is going to have to do on the field in order to keep the Utes from reaching win number 14? Um, uh, well, that's an interesting stat. First of all, that's a, that's a good stat. Um, I think uh, I think. Florida offensively, like I said, the play-action pass will be key. You know, we have a couple of new receivers, Andy Jean and uh, Eugene Wilson, um, the freshmen. I think they're going to have some plays designed for them, like on the screen play, um, uh, get them on a slant, you know, because they can get the ball and go, you know. But ultimately, ultimately, I think Florida's going to have to run the ball, keep the ball out of the hands of Utah's offense. Um, you know, I, you know, I've heard Cam Rising might play, might not. You know, that's that's still up in the air. Um, but I think Florida's going to have to, you know, and I know the new uh, new rule in college football, you know, the clock runs a little bit more now. So I do think Florida's going to have to try to take control um, offensively and just try, try to pound the ball with Montrell and um, ETN, you know. And it will be interesting to see how that works because that is an uh, elite running back duo. Um, but the offense line replacing, you know, four starters um, overall. Um, Kingsley Ekugan, the center, he's um, been hurt the last couple of days. We'll see if he's um, completely healthy week one. So it will be interesting to see. I, I'm just excited to see how this run game does because if the run game's not going, I don't think it's going to uh, turn out well for Florida because um, they're going to have to run the ball and use that with the play-action pass, mix that in, get their playmaker playmakers involved, um, and try to keep the ball out of uh, Utah's uh, hands, and especially if Rising is playing. Yeah, definitely. And like you mentioned with the whole Rising injury and kind of keeping things updated a lot of utah fans are uh becoming a little bit concerned about that because we're getting closer to you know kickoff we're less than two weeks away and we're still being told that he's on limited uh reps with fall camp so there's a lot of concern there on the utah side uh with cam rising um there's a lot of questions you know going around whether he's going to start or not uh whether you know bryson barnes is going to get um, the starting, you know, position for the game. Um, but yeah, it seems like that's really, those are some really good points on what Florida needs to do, uh, in the season opener, because, um, Utah is really, uh, talented with, uh, you know, time of possession. Um, of course that new, 
uh, rule in college football with the clock still running is going to change up Kyle Winningham's um, strategy when it comes to clock management. But um, that's going to be for everyone else in college football. So everyone's going to have to kind of adjust and stuff. And um, you just, it's going to be an exciting season regardless just to see how that rule um, affects the flow of the game. Yeah. Okay, so finally, with this uh, segment of the Utah-Florida game, I got to know your score prediction for this game. Okay. All right. Um, well, I'm going to – if Rising is um, is playing, I'm, I'm, I'm probably still going to lean the Gators here. Um, it's, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a toss-up. I think it's going to be a lot like last year's game, regardless of the quarterback. I, um, I'm thinking probably – I'm leaning Gators 34-31 right now. That's, that's where I'm at, um, regardless if Rising plays or not. That's a good score. That's a good score. And it really does reflect on what we saw last year, how this game came down to the wire. Um, of course, Florida had some – a lot of the fantastic plays uh, during the game came from Florida. Uh, however, Utah was still able to just kind of uh, hang with them for a little bit, uh, make a chance – you know, get a chance at – uh, possibly winning the game. However, you know, that end zone interception, it, it still haunts Utah, Utah fans to this mm-hmm. day. Um, and it just goes to show the quality of these two teams and just how um, fantastic this matchup is. Yeah, absolutely. So there you go, Ute Nation. That is what we've got covered for the Utah-Florida game. As a reminder, this game kicks off Thursday, August 31st at Rice Cycle Stadium. This is a red out game for Utah fans, so if you're going to the game, please make sure to wear red to this game. Okay, now moving on to another segment of the episode, I want to talk about the SEC conference altogether. Kind of pick your brain at this for a little bit. Um, So obviously Georgia, Alabama, and LSU – um, are the favorites this year, according to the preseason AP poll. Uh, what, are, what are some of your expectations for the conference this season? I think the conference as a whole, you know, I think it's going to be solid overall again, um, like usual. I, but I, I kind of agree with the AP poll there with uh, Georgia, Bama, and LSU. You know, I think those teams are the three best, and I think there is not a major drop-off, but just a, just a, enough drop-off um, between those teams and the rest. Uh I think Tennessee, you know, I got to see defensively what they're going to do. Um, and Joe Milton, you know, new quarterback-wise, you know, I, I'm not sold on him or their defense. So, but I think they'll be solid overall. They could. Um, I'm excited to um, see Florida versus Tennessee up um, week three. That will be a good game up there in the swamp. Um, another t- interesting, enough, um, Auburn, that's a team getting kind of quite a bit of hype right now. Um, I'm not seeing it personally. Um, I think it's going to be like, kind of like Billy Napier's first year. You know, a six and six, seven and six type of year. Um, they got Peyton Thorne from Michigan State. Uh, I, I'm not sold on him. I think he he's he's just a, um, an average quarterback at best. So we'll see how they do. I know a lot of hype going from the media from them. Uh, Missouri's another team who is kind of getting some hype in South Carolina. I'm just not sold on. But the teams I do like are uh, Texas A&M. I think Bobby Petrino coming in coming in with that offense. Um, I think that's going to um, do some good things for them. I think they're going to win some games and be be a top 25 team pretty um, throughout the whole year. Um, Ole Miss and Kentucky, I think, are another solid team. Devin Leary going to Kentucky. 
Uh, I think he's going to be an upgrade at quarterback for them over Will Levis. Uh, they're always going to be really good defensively. Offensive line is going to be really good. Um, they kind of remind me a lot of, of you guys. Um, so we'll see how they do this season. Um, I think Florida's going to be in the middle of the pack a little bit. I know we'll get to them in a little bit, but I think they're going to be in the middle of the pack um, with the SEC. But Georgia, I think, I hate to say it, I uh, hate Georgia a lot, but, you know, I can see them going for a three-peat. You know, that team's loaded from top to bottom. Um, they upgraded that wide receiver, getting Dominic Lovett from Missouri. Uh, quarterback Carson Beck is question mark, I think, but I think he's going to be solid. I don't think he's not going to be a Joe Burrow type, but he's going to be just just as good, and they have enough talent around them. Bama, that's, that's a team. Uh, you know, you never want to doubt Nick Saban. This is one of the years, though, it looks like they, you know, it could be like a nine and three season, but it all, you know, it could be a 12 and 0 season. So that's going to be interesting to see what they do at quarterback. And um, the fi uh, final team, um, LSU, you know, they, they could win the national championship, I think. They could also go nine and three or 10 and two, probably. Um, it's going to uh, all be dependent on uh, Jaden Daniels and how that offense goes. Their defense should be pretty good again. And uh, Brian Kelly, you know, he's, he's a, He's a darn good fit there, down there in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge. Yeah, uh, when it comes to those three teams, you know the um, it's just it's very well known that the success is there with those three programs, um, and I gotta agree too. You know the the poll got it correct with the SEC having them uh, listed the way they were and where they were at. It just felt you know it, it felt right with how well that they did last season, um, what they've been doing with the off season, as well as the strength that's coming in um, for their team this year with their freshmen. Um, now, of course, when it comes to, you know, these talented, you know, uh, teams, um, you know, it, the, the race for the SEC title is always, you know, very, it's always tight every single year, um, you know, uh, but who in your mind could possibly be a dark horse uh, this year if there is one? Um, if there is one, uh, I, I probably would lean there isn't one, but if there is one, probably Tennessee. Um, Joe Milton, if you know, if he reaches his potential in that offense, they're it, they're going to put up a lot of points, and it's going to be hard to stop them, just like last season. Um, but the biggest question is their defense. Can it improve? Can it even be, you know, average? I think because last year it was just bad. Um, so they're going to at the least be average defensively. You know, they're going to have to somehow get Georgia I think they get Georgia at home this year uh they get they go to Florida like I said earlier in week three that'll be a tough game um, um Kentucky's always tough for them for some reason um so we'll see I think t that that'd be my team Tennessee probably and I guess I would throw Texas A&M in there just because they have the talent but uh I I don't see them coming out of the SEC West versus uh Bama and LSU that that's a tougher road where whereas I think Tennessee, all they would have to get through is, is Georgia, most likely, in the SEC East. Um, I think all the other teams in the East are are good, but not not great. Yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of been something that we've kind of you know been keeping an eye on um, around the college football world is really focusing in on what the SEC uh, is bringing in, um, especially with their you know their. The, the teams that are well known for getting into the college football playoff on a yearly basis. And then there there's the kind mm -hmm. of bottom half of the tier where it's just, they're having a rough season. Um, you know, whether they're having a decent season going six and six or, you know, just flat out having a terrible season and finishing, you know, 
under six wins and mm-hmm. uh, just really putting a struggle to it. And speaking of, you know, bringing in, you know, more talent and stuff, um, I want to get your quick thoughts on, you know, this, this obviously isn't, you know, brand new news uh, regarding Oklahoma and Texas. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the, those two, you know, major schools coming into the SEC next year and um, kind of, you know, starting a new era for their um, programs in a you know conference that is already setting the standard for college sports everywhere uh, when it comes to, you know, winning national championships, uh, recruiting top players in the country, and, of course, you know, fan base traditions. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think – you know, I, I think it's great for the SEC, um, you know, and we're here at this point where college football is changing and, you know, the landscape is changing. And uh, I, I think those two brands are his, historical brands. Um, personally, I've always kind of liked Texas just from afar. I, you know, Vince Young kind of grew up watching him. So, you know, two, uh, two uh, historical teams with a winning tradition. Um, I know Texas has been kind of um, mediocre of late, but that's, you know, a team on the rise, Arch Manning. Quinn Ewers, so that's a team that's um, building. Oklahoma, you know, we'll see with Brent Venables, but that's a, I mean, they've won, as in my whole lifetime, they've they've always been an elite team. So, you know, I'm excited to see it. The matchups are going to be fun. Um, Florida is heading to Austin um, the first year, the Texas, I think next year. Is, is that correct? I, I'm kind of. I believe so. I haven't got a chance to look at the schedule, yeah, but. Think, yeah, next year, that's correct. Yeah, it was, uh, sorry, it was off my my mind for a bit but yeah um I, florida would travel to austin next year that's a game i would love to try to get out to um but i think the sec you know it's it's gonna be fun to see you know it's gonna be not the east and west divisions anymore and i'm uh, I, I believe so i think that's the way it's heading so um that's gonna be exciting we're gonna get a lot more fun matchups we're gonna see a lot of um our, our old rivals like auburn and uh, mississippi state you know teams where we've uh used to play a lot more so you know i'm excited to see it you know and you know, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see how they do the first year. You know, I remember Texas A&M coming and uh, Johnny Manziel, you know, his first year at Missouri. I don't know if it was their first year, but at least their second and third year, they, they came in and won the East and went to the SEC championship game. So Oklahoma and Texas are capable of coming in right away and winning and, uh, you know, making some noise. Yeah, they, they've definitely got some great, um, you know, players, great uh, coaching staff. Um, I know that, you know, over social media, you know, Texas has been, um, you know, kind of on a yearly basis, you know, being made fun of for, you know, blowing that one game. And everyone uses the, you know, we're back meme from the Allstate Sugar Bowl, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look at it from afar, you know, those two teams have got a lot of rich history. Um, they obviously, you can just def- you, you can just tell that those two teams really outgrew uh, the Big 12, mm-hmm. and are just ready to compete on a bigger stage. So it, the move makes sense. It really does. Um, and it really did start the whole conference realignment domino fall, yes. um, you know, with it starting there. And then, of course, you know, the California schools going to the Big 10, um, Oregon and Washington following them as well to the Big 10. And then, of course, you have the uh, four corner schools in Utah, Arizona schools and uh, Colorado going to the big 12. So um, there it, it's a, it, it's definitely an exciting time to be a college football fan all, you know, all across uh, whatever conference that you're, you know, rooting for or keeping an eye on. Um, but yeah, I think having Oklahoma and Texas will be a huge uh, benefit for the sec conference going forward. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I had a question for you, and I think you might have answered it there in a little like uh, earlier, but um, this one, like this one question, is just you know kind of kind of from me to you. But what is one SEC team that you just cannot stand? Because like for me, um, and I think a lot of Utah fans can say it's Alabama, just because we've mm-hmm. had that run in with the Crimson Tide down in Louisiana um, in two thousand nine uh for the sugar bowl um and that was a game that had a lot of stakes to it for the Utes, but not so much for the crimson tide but um i really just want to get your thoughts on uh what is one team that you just can't stand in the sec yeah yeah you know most uh florida fans would probably say georgia but for me and it's it's it'll sound weird because you know what i just said about him but it's tennessee i know uh i just tennessee fans just kind of rub me the wrong way uh and so I just Tennessee is that team I cannot stand. That's the team I want to beat, you know, every year. That's the, you know, outside of probably Florida State. That's, you know, that team I just I, I we have to beat, you know, when I look at the schedule. Um, so, yeah, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, that that I can I can understand why. And I think um, I will say a lot of uh, people here in the city, of Utah, they also don't really care for Tennessee. But that's more on the um, BYU side of things because they had that. Um, you know, that one game against them a couple of years back. And since then, I think that's just oh, one yeah. thing that BYU fans just can't really stand. I mean, next to us, of course, but um, I've heard so many of them complain about Tennessee. So it makes sense just because um, I've seen their games. I've seen um, obviously the, you know, fantastic game against uh, Alabama last year um, where they pulled off the upset, but you can just tell that it's a huge school and you're definitely going to, you know, rub heads with uh, other schools in the sec. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, that makes complete sense. Yeah, um, I was cheering uh, for Georgia and Alabama. I cheered for them versus Tennessee in those games. I mean, everyone was going for the Vols, but I was like, no, I, I can't see them have this success, but so yeah, I yeah just... that, that was a, yeah, that was a, a, you know, fantastic game overall. Like, Oh Yeah. Yeah, it was a great game. That I mean, it it was as a college football fan though. Like taking you know hate and bias aside, I think that was overall you know that was a fantastic game. I watched it from start to finish. So, yeah, that was the rough part for us out here on the um, in the Mountain West region, because um, we right when that game was wrapping up, you know Utah was getting ready to take on USC, and so. You know, everyone's like trying to get in through the gates and we're trying to keep our eyes on the phone, on our phones, just to get, you know, an idea of what's going on. And um, I think at one point, you know, they turned the game on on the Jumbotron at Rice Eccles just so everyone could, you know, get an idea of what's going on. But um, I just remember like the second that, you know, that game went final, you know, crowd was crowd was besides themselves. They were cheering like crazy. Oh, yeah, I bet. Okay, now moving on to the next segment, I want to talk about, um, you know, just your overall thoughts on the Florida Gators and their season this year. Um, I think we kind of like lightly discussed earlier that, you know, Florida has got some great matchups this football season uh, outside of Utah, of course. Um, So, for example, like you guys take on, you know, Georgia in Jacksonville on the 28th of October. Um, You take a trip down to the Bayou to take on LSU in November. And then just two weeks later, you have the Sunshine Showdown against Florida State. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on those games? How are you feeling about having those big opponents on, you know, on your schedule? You know, I, you know I, most Florida fans would probably agree that, you know, they love it. They love having those big-time games. And 
um, especially that Jacksonville going to Jacksonville for the the Florida Georgia game. You know, so you know that game I'm not feeling too confident about. You know, Georgia, like I said earlier, you know they're probably going to win the SEC. They're going to be in the playoff likely and have a good shot at the championship. Um, but you know, I do think LSU and the Florida State game. I think those games are interesting. I think if Florida is rolling them, kind of getting things clicked um, towards the end of the year, you know that trip down to the LSU will be tough. It'll probably be a night game. Um, you know, a worse you know three o'clock. You know, and then November it'll be night by by the um, halftime. So, you know, that's a game though. I think if if LSU is maybe not as people think they are, and that maybe they have some injuries, you know, or they're just not clicking. And Florida is, you know, Graham Mertz is the guy. You know, he's being solid. I think that's a game they could potentially win. And then Florida State's another uh, game I'm excited for. It's uh in the swamp this year. Um, and last year, you know, that's a game where. It was back and forth for a while, and then Florida um, kind of trailed off in the third quarter, made a late comeback, um, lost by a touchdown, I think. So that, that's another game where I think it's going to be closer than people expect. Um, as you know, as we head into the season, a lot of people think Florida State is you know going to win that game by a few touchdowns, you know, possibly go to the playoff. You know, we'll, we we got to see that. You know, I'm not a believer in Florida State just yet. You know, they got an easy schedule, so they'll they'll have a good amount of wins, I think, but. That's a game where I think Florida could, you know, ruin Florida State's playoff hopes, you know, late in the season. If Florida State's going in maybe um, nine and uh, ten and one, or you know, nine and two or something, you know, and they kind of ruin their playoff hopes late in the year. Yeah, definitely, and that's always something that just makes a uh, rivalry even, uh, you know, more bittersweet, um, especially when there's college football hopes on on the line. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Florida State does have, you know, does have the potential to, you know, make a run for it. But um, like you said, with their schedule being easy, I I just don't know how, um, you know, the college football committee is going to handle, you know, they're looking at their strength of schedule and seeing if they're deserving of a top four spot or whether they want to give that to um, someone else. But um, yeah, there's a lot of you know fantastic games that you guys coming out. Uh, you guys are um, going to have. I for sure can't wait to see it. I'm definitely looking forward to that Georgia game in Jacksonville. Um, it's it's one thing to actually have to go play. You know, at, whether it's a road game or a home game, I personally would have loved to have seen this game down in the swamp. Um, but you know, having it at a neutral stadium site, you know, it, it gives the um, atmosphere. Uh, for football fans to just kind of, you know, have a chance to, you know, have a half and half, like almost a 50-50 mm-hmm. attendance share for, you know, the the uh, attendance. But, um, yeah, that's definitely going to be a good game, and I'm looking forward to that one. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely keeping my um, uh, keeping my highlighter written down on the LSU game because that one's going to be a huge road matchup. Um you know, LSU has been very talented over this uh, over the years, um, especially with you know Joe Burrow, and um, oh goodness, I can't remember his name, but he also went to Cincinnati as well. Um, but, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So um, former Florida Gator commit. Oh. He decommitted when uh, Jim McElwain was fired. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he probably would have ended up flipping regardless. He's from Louisiana. He probably would have flipped flipped back to LSU regardless. But, well, yep, one-time Florida Gator commit. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so, 
when it comes to the schedule, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, exciting things to look forward to. Um, but of course, you know, there isn't, you know, excitement without the, you know, being nervous for these games, um, especially when it comes to injury um, for any like key star player or whether some just, just a player who definitely, you know, has a presence um, on the football field. And of course, back on the 11th, it was announced that, you know, uh, Justice Boone suffered a season ending injury. Um, you know, is he, I have, I have to ask, is his absence on the field going to hurt the Gators um, much this season? Or do you think maybe that, you know, the, the defense is so built up that it's just more of a next man up mentality? Um, yeah, overall, I don't think it's a big loss. You know, it, Florida upgraded their uh, defensive line room depth-wise um, a lot this season. You know, and Boone's coming. He had one sack last season. Um, he would have been, a, I think, listed as a starter on the depth chart, but would have been the guy that rotates in and out. I don't think he would have been a guy that plays a majority of the snaps there, you know. And so uh, I think we have the next man, you know, Tyreek Sapp, he's the next man up. He's going to – he moved over from the defense um, – kind of the D-tackle room over to the – that. Um, D and edge spot and in place of him. And I think he's a guy that's going to step up. He, you know, he, he played that position in high school. Um, so I think he's going to be fine. Jack Pyburn is a redshirt freshman. You know, he's going to be solid. He'll, he'll be fine. But overall that, that room will be fine. That position group will be fine. I don't think it's a huge loss. Um, I hope, you know, justice has a speedy recovery and um, he's back next season um, to, you know, to be a part of this team. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, um, I went a lot of, I think a lot of Utah fans got the article about that, about his injury. And um, I know a lot of us were like, oh, you know, that that's just awful that, you know, we really won't get to see we, we won't get to see him on the field at all. Um, and that's I imagine for him, he was really looking forward to, you know, coming to Salt Lake, playing this game. Um, you know, and, and of course, we all wish him, you know, a speedy recovery. Um, and we, we hope that he is able to get back out there and just do his thing. Cause, um, watching some of his highlights, he is very talented. Um, you know, just, he, he just knows his position well, and he is a, definitely a great playmaker on defense when, um, you know, the spotlights on him. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, you know, he, and he's also, you know, a, a veteran leader in that group too. You know, he's a, he's bad. I want to say he's a either he's in his third or fourth year now. So I mean he is you know a vocal leader leader in there. So you know that will have to be replaced a little bit. You know I'm sure he'll be there you know on the sidelines, but just his presence on the field. You know that that voice you know will have to be replaced. I think you know, but like I said, you know I think the group overall will be fine. Um, but you know again, I hope he has a speedy recovery um, and he can get back out there next year because I know his obviously his ultimate goal is to get to the NFL and um, he's you know, he, he, he has a chance to do that if he's on the field. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, um, a lot of, a lot of people had no doubt that, um, you know, the, the Gators have just fantastic uh, players who really do make a presence in the NFL. And of course, like Anthony Richardson uh, going to the Colts. Um, I'm excited to see what he does just because as a, you know, as a college football fan, he is a huge playmaker. Um, as a Utah fan, it was really rough watching him burn holes through our defense on every other play uh, last season. But 
Um, you just can't deny the fact that this kid is a great athlete. And of course, there's just more to come uh, with like similar talent when it comes to uh, the Gators and their um, current roster and, you know, who's going to be able to get into the NFL, who has the best chance. And, um, you know, I think the future is bright for those players, especially with, uh, you know, playing with a great team like Florida. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. So finally, um, what is your overall prediction for the Gators this season? How do you think that they'll fare with these, uh, you know, heavy, you know, games, um, a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of stuff on the line uh, when it comes to um, your guys' opponents. Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on the uh, season? Yeah, my overall thoughts. You know, I think, I think it's going to be some, somewhat of another rebuilding year for uh, this team. Um, a lot of fans don't want to hear that, um, but some understand it. Um, I, the, you know, I think they're, you know, the one thing is last year, you know, they did beat Utah, which was, you know great win best win of the season but they didn't beat any other rivals um so they're gonna have to get one of those games this year whether it's tennessee florida state lsu or georgia one of those rivalry games they're gonna have to get you know and i think i think they will i think they will you know tennessee or um, florida state i think are the likely ones to get um one one of them maybe two but uh, overall i'm seeing like maybe a seven and five season um possibly eight and four if everything goes right but um another uh thing on the injury note um they are um cam carroll today our third string running back was just announced he's out for the season um it didn't it said knee injury i'm assuming acl he was carted off the field yesterday during our scrimmage so he'll be out you know we still have etn and montreal johnson but he was going to be he was going to replace anthony richardson's uh carries um from last season because typically napier will use three running backs um pretty consistently so that that you know, freshman Trayon Webb will have to step up probably um, in his absence. Um, so, but overall, I think that this team can stay healthy, and Mertz can uh, be solid. Because I mean, as much as like you were saying, Anthony Richardson makes plays and um, had the highlight reels on Sports Center Top Ten. Um, he uh, he was he was inconsistent at times and a lot, um, especially toward the end of the year. You know that Vanderbilt game. He was pretty inconsistent where we, you know, and granted, you know, we didn't, we injury at wide receiver that day, but still, you know, I think Graham Mertz will be more consistent. You know, he's a, he has 32 starts in his career. He's uh, played in a lot of big games. You know, he, you know, he's trying to make it to the NFL, you know, backs against the wall. This is his final shot at a big, big school. I think he's going to be solid. I think he's going to be good. Our receivers, Ricky Pearsall, um, he's, you know, he's, you guys are familiar with him from Arizona State. You know he's he's going to have a big year, I think, and he's going to be the leader at that of the receiver room. So I think you know Florida's going to have to pull off some a uh, couple upsets here and there because you know you know the media, everyone outside of Gainesville is not giving this team a shot. Uh, so I you know and we kind of heard it throughout media days um, back a month ago. Uh, this is they have a kind of shock the world mentality. You know they they want to prove a lot of people wrong. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of tired of being talked down to by everyone. Um, so I think they're going to – I don't think it's going to be a 10-10 win season, 11 win season like that. But I think, you know, seven, eight, maybe nine wins but is, is on the table for this team, which I think would be great in year two for Billy Napier. He's doing great on the recruiting trail. Um, he's bringing in a lot of talent. So we're just building up. You know, we just can't take the step back. 
take the step back this season, not be bowl eligible, can't go six and six again, just kind of one step at a time here uh, down here in Gainesville. Yeah, definitely. And there's a lot, you know, like you said, a lot of um, stuff to look forward to this season, but, you know, a lot of uh, concerns, especially with injury. Um, That really does, um, you know, it it really does – feel tough hearing about you know another ACL injury on Florida you said it was running back correct yeah running back Cam, um, Cam Carroll he was a transfer from uh, Tulane this uh, this offseason um, he was expected to be that running back three on the team and you know he's a pretty good running back I you know I think he had seven or eight hundred yards at Tulane you know he's a four uh, three or four year starter there so he was a veteran guy and uh, you know I, I hate to hear it because you know he's you know, just last week he spoke to the media for the first time, and uh, he was he was thrilled to be down here in Gainesville. So it's I hate to hear it. Um, good news, I guess the one slight he will be back. Um, Napier did say he'll be back next season. Um, um, he'll probably get a medical waiver or what and whatnot. So he'll be back eventually. But uh, it just hate I hate to see it and hear it. Um, you know, leading up to this, what are we thirteen days away, twelve days away from the from the game. So. Um, yeah, you know, so it's, it's the tough, tough news today. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely tough news when you're so close to the season and, you know, you're one of your, you know, players that you're looking forward to the most, um, you know, has a terrible injury like this. And, um, you know, maybe it's just me, you know, but it feels like a lot of players are tearing their ACLs, um, you know, during, uh, you know, fall camp, you know, because I think we've had, um, I think a lot of Utah fans were still kind of, you know, worried about Cam Rising's ACL tear and his recovery that I think just that injury has been something that's stuck out more when it comes to us reading um, across the college football uh, world and seeing other players going down with ACL injuries when they're so close to the start of the season. Um, It's definitely bittersweet for him and, uh, you know, Uh, getting closer to the season and like I said we wish him the you know speediest of recoveries and hopefully um, if there's any way that Utah can squeeze in Florida as a future non-conference game now that Utah's moving to the Big 12 it does free up some space absolutely uh, Baylor so we'll have to see what happens there Um, but in the meantime you know like you said we are 12 days away from kickoff the start of the college football season there's a lot to look forward to especially if you're a fan um, whether you're a Gators fan a Utah fan or just an overall college football fan. It's exciting to be back. It's a wonderful time to just um, enjoy what fall has in store for us. Um, so that pretty much wraps things up today. Um, Florida Gators logo. I want to give you, I, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of the day to uh, sit down and chat. Um, where can people find you on social media? Social media um, for Instagram, uh like it's a Florida Gator logo. It's just straight up Florida Gator logo, no spaces or anything in between. And then on my regular, if you just want to follow me on my regular, it's a, uh, I believe it's Wesley, uh, Cham- Wesley Dean Chamberlain. Um, and that's C-H-A-M-B-E-R-L-I-N, not like Wilt Chamberlain spelled a little differently, but yeah, um, that's where you can find me. Um, and I appreciate you having me on today. You know, it was, it was fun to talk, talk uh, Utah, Florida football, and um, a little bit of the SEC and across the nation. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. It's been an honor to have you. And uh, this is something that I'm really looking forward to doing on this podcast, uh, getting a chance to um, sit and chat with, you know, you know, teams that Utah is going to be up against and get a chance to 
um, see things from their side and their point of view of what's going on with their team as they walk into a matchup with Utah. So uh, again, thank you so much for uh, tuning in uh, folks and we'll see you in next week's episode.